Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we're talking about a very sensitive subject in my book, okay? <laughs> Fact is, um, this is something that especially the younger people, when you know we're doing case taking, they don't want to talk about it, but it's called irritable bowel syndrome. And anytime you have a syndrome, that just simply means that it's a compilation of symptoms and there's really no, they don't know what causes it, okay? It's kind of a, well, like I said, it's a, it's a sad situation and um, a lot of people suffer a lot from this. So, you know, people keep saying, what can we do? What can homeopathy do for irritable bowel? And then also known as IBS. What can we do for that? And I've been asked to talk about this subject for over a year now and I've kept putting it off, putting it off because quite honestly, you if someone has this situation, you need to make an appointment with a good homeopath because when it comes right down to it, the only time you're going to get complete healing from this situation is for a good homeopath to be able to listen to your case and figure out your remedy. In other words, the never well sense or whatever your trigger is or, you know, what's behind this situation. Because people, most people aren't born with this, all right? This is something that develops usually later in life, the 20s or 30s or even later. And so it's, um, like I said, I, and we're going to go through it. We're going to talk about it because it, a lot of, there's a lot of misconception about it. It's, it's not something that, you know, you were predestined to get, but it does mean that whatever's happened in your life, it's been driven deeply into the system. The intestinal tract, you have to understand, is the deepest part of the body. You know, we can have some, we can have a fright, we can get injured, we can have burns, we can have, you know, eruptions on our skin. Um, we, and then all of these things can be suppressed. And if we suppress these situations, like the mental situation, we're not allowed to, to discuss it or cry about it. Or, you know, if you're told buck up, you know, put your, pull up your bootstraps, you're going to be fine. And then they have to pigeonhole that and stuff it down. You know, even emotions can go directly to the intestinal tract. Uh, skin situations can be suppressed and then they go tend to go to the lungs and the lungs can be suppressed and they tend to go to the intestinal tract. But I find that your irritable bowel is usually, um, is usually stress-related or emotional-related. So let's just go ahead and talk about it. I actually Googled <laughs> the definition and I, I ended up going to the Mayo Clinic. And I pulled out some of the allopathic verbiage there, but for the most part, you know, it's Symptoms are symptoms. So what they have to say is irritable bowel syndrome is a common disorder that affects the large intestine. Signs and symptoms include cramping, abdominal pain, bloating, gas, and diarrhea or constipation or both. Because you have to understand that when someone has constipation or diarrhea, it's basically all the same issue. Okay, it's just a matter of the way the body is dealing with it. So constipation basically is considered a form of diarrhea. It's, it's irregularity when the bowels. IBS is a chronic condition that you'll need to manage long term. Okay, now that's the Mayo Clinic, all right? So in homeopathy, I have found that yes, people have that susceptibility to, you know, have issues 
But so long as their mental health is good and they are they get themselves cleaned up, it's amazing how much control they can actually uh, regain and even eradicate the issue. It says only a small number of people with IBS have severe signs or symptoms. Some people can control their symptoms by managing diet, lifestyle, and stress. More severe symptoms can be treated with medication and counseling. Okay, here we go again. That's the allopathic way of looking at things. That's not how we see this homeopathically. Homeopathically, yes, homeopathic remedies. And when they give their case, they are getting counseling because they are they are talking to the mirror and they are seeing themselves and they, they're like, oh, wait a minute, didn't I just say that? Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that was so important to me type of thing, you know? <laughs> IBS doesn't cause changes in bowel tissue or increase your risk of uh, colorectal cancer. Symptoms are, so that's, you know, that's the good news, right? It's not, it's not something that is going to destroy the tissue, the organ tissue of the intestinal tract. Symptoms, the signs and symptoms of IBS vary, but are usually present for a long time. The most common symptoms are abdominal pain, cramping, or bloating that is related to passing a bowel movement, bouts of diarrhea, and constipation, excessive flatus in the abdomen, gas or flatus, bloating and cramping. In some cases, mucus may be present in the stool, changes in appearance of bowel movement, changes in how often you're having a bowel movement. Other symptoms that are often related include bloating, increased gas, or mucus in the stool. Again, the causes... Here's the deal. The precise cause of IBS is not known. Factors that appear to play a role include muscle contractions in the intestines. The walls of the intestines are lined with layers of muscles that contract as they move food through your digestive tract. Contractions that are stronger and last longer than normal can cause gas, bloating, and diarrhea. Weak intestinal contractions can slow food passage and lead to hard, dry stools. And then we have the nervous system. Abnormalities in the nerves in your digestive system may cause you to experience greater than normal discomfort when your abdomen stretches from gas or stool. Poorly coordinated signals between the brain and the intestines can cause your body to overreact to changes that normally occur in the digestive process, resulting in pain, diarrhea, or constipation. Severe infection. IBS can develop after a severe bout of diarrhea or gastroenteritis caused by bacteria or a virus. IBS might also be associated with a surplus of bacteria in the intestines. So in other words, bacterial overgrowth. And of course, you know, when we in homeopathy know all about that. We know about candida and we know about some of the other overgrowths. So we want to get them under control and see if that helps, right? Uh, early life stress. People exposed to stressful events, especially in childhood, tend to have more symptoms of IBS. So there we go. Let's always blame the mother, right? <laughs> I always tell my kids, it's the mom's fault. No. Uh, it's, but we can't help if our children are exposed to an emotional stress of any kind, whether it be school, church, on the playground, from a neighbor kid, from another, you know, relative. But if that child, depending on the child's temperament, sometimes he's just going to pigeonhole it. Like you said, stuff it down and not talk about it. And things can, down the road, it, you know, it's, it's, everything has to come out. It's just the way it is. So, like I said, even the best parent doesn't always know what's going on in that child's life. And especially if they're not a chatter, you know. So, we can't, parents just do the best you can. <laughs> it's not really the mother's fault, okay. <laughs> God's will and with, when it comes to certain personalities. But that sometimes there are situations that, um, and I've seen this happen, that, um, you know, there's a, the, the child is highly nervous. And then something happens. And 
it just gets away from them. And before you know it, they have this situation. And it's not usually even a really, really big deal. It's usually something quite simple. And then once they, they get to the bottom of it, they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that, you know, type of thing. So changes in gut microbes. Examples include changes in bacteria, fungi, and viruses, which normally reside in the intestines and play a key role in health. Research indicates that the microbes in people with IBS might differ from those in healthy people. Well, there again, if you're working with a good homeopath, we can look at the bowel nose oats, if it really is gut microbes. So when we do that, and again, change in diet, you know, have you eating Bubby's, um, the good refrigerated Bubby's pickles or the good refrigerated Bubby's sauerkraut. Those are two great ways every single day. You know, like back in the good old days, you used to watch you know, like the 50s TV shows, they always had a pickle beside the sandwich because everyone knew back then you had to have the enzymes, live enzymes with every meal. Do we do that today? Mm-mm. We forget because it's not part of our life anymore. But we know you have to have good, rich enzymes all the time. Okay, hypersensitivity sensitivity of the gut and changes in the strength of the muscle movement along the colon may be linked to IBS. Peristalsis. Um, psychological factors play a significant role in IBS like emotional stress and anxiety. Certain foods, chocolate, alcohol, fatty foods, and certain drinks like coffee or others with caffeine or other foods where there is an intolerance to may affect IBS. IBS has become one of the fastest growing complaints among adults in the United States. As the cause is not known, we can look at the common denominators of those with this complaint. Stress. Each with their own stress triggers, this is what seems to be the thread that runs through. I know every time I've had someone with um, IBS, I always see a, a stressful, a highly stressful life. What would be stressful for one person isn't stressful for another person. You have to understand that. So when a person has this situation and they have what, you know, they go to the doctor, say they come and they say, oh, I have IBS. Doctor said, you know, it's, it's like I said, there's always a stress factor for that particular person. Sometimes it's a little hard, more difficult to get that stress situation under control because it's a life, a life stress. So we have to find ways to work around it, increase the gut flora and things like that. So, but like you said, a good homeopath is going to get to the bottom of it and they'll be able to discuss that. And, the, and always the client can always see, it's kind of, it's, it's really ex- exciting when they start to see what needs to be changed in your life. And they're like, it's, it's an aha moment for everyone. Let's put it that way. I will say that food is a huge thing because, you know, like I'm not a GI doctor or anything like that, but as a naturopath, before coming to homeopathy, I see that many people do not understand proper food regime. You know, they, they, it's like, um, you know, on again, off again. I will say that in, in our house, I, I've always tried to stress to my children, you know, I, hey, I love junk food. I love pizza nights and I love all those. I love chocolate and I love ice cream. I don't so much anymore, but I used to. Point is, you know, all of those things are fine so long as they're, you're using good, good baking ingredients, you know, like olive oil or good coconut oil or, you know, organic flour in good ingredients. So all of those things are good. And then we have, um, you know, but I call them Sunday foods, you know, like during the week you should, you know, focus on good vegetables. Yes, you can have your carbs, your rice or your good potatoes or your sweet potatoes, your, your good lean meat, your especially grass fed or your home raised chickens, good fish. If you have access to it, all of these things to nourish your body throughout the week. Yes, Sundays, you know, I like to, I like to have a few treats on Sundays. Um, I end up usually just having good food on Sunday as well, but I do tend to 
and when you're eating like that, your body can count on it. You know, and during like during I like during Lent and Advent, I like to have my beat days, or I like to fast the morning hours or the evening hours, or I always do something different to swap it out. But the point is, is your body likes to be able to count on that good food so that it's not your body will actually like especially your liver is smart it will go into time it'll go into stress mode so like if it if it has decided that you're not going to feed it like it needs to be fed it's gonna hold on to everything it can until that next good meal and it's, it's going to freak out a little bit when you give it garbage and people who sit and eat nacho chips that have loaded with monosodium glutamate and drink a soda and oh my goodness oh anyway I'm just saying, eat good, you know, eat good foods because that's very, very, very important. Okay, illness, a lot, you know, illness is a huge thing too. Um, some people will say, oh, I've never, you know, I've never been well since I had that flu or ever since I had that car accident or ever since, you know, whatever it is. And so that's one of the, often one of the best case scenarios for this syndrome is the never well since. And so, because we can... We know what the pinpoint was. We know what the issue is. And we can give a remedy to balance that original issue that the body just was never able to get up and over. Like China, for instance, for loss of fluids and gelsemium for, you know, the vaccination, the flu after vaccination or something like that. Okay. And we already talked about the gut flora. This is a big thing too. Like I said, especially in today's world, because all this suppression of due to antibiotics and other allopathic drugs. This is a really, really sad fact. And I will tell you that I have struggled with my own gut flora my entire life just because of probably the 30 rounds of antibiotics that I've been on. <laughs> and that's not something that just goes away. You, you become, you know, like I remember one young lady, I was working with a midwife and one young lady and the midwife just said she has systemic candida given to her by her mother, basically, because she was on antibiotics during the pregnancy and again, directly after. So it's, it's not a good situation for the children growing up. And so they can have issues just because and they, and they're not even guilty. You know, they did nothing to end up with those issues, but they have them. So be aware of that as well. That can be worked with. It's not anything that's just like going to go away, so to speak, but you can become symptom free when you're aware of it and you know what to look for because the body will start to tell you, okay, <laughs> I need this or I need that. And you'll, and that's why I tell my kids, I know my, um, I was just telling my one child this the other day your body once you give your body that routine and the, the confidence that you're going to feed it good food it becomes very very smart and it will begin to demand certain nutrients and minerals and the muscle testing is always a really important part of that and we're going to have a i'm going to do a little resource about muscle testing so that everyone can understand how easy it is to muscle test your food and know what you should or shouldn't eat. It's 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 a great resource and everybody should know how to do it because it's our bodies are smart and they will tell you what they need or don't need. Our body is part of us, you know, it's not it, it's who we are. It's it's like well who we appear to be, but at the same time it's in service of us and it wants to help us through life as best as it can and it certainly will if you give it half a chance. Okay. So with this what I have done is I've actually just taken and most people like I said, all of our members are getting so smart with their repertories and their materia medica. <laughs> They're just so. What I've done is I've started doing is I, I pull rubrics, and by rubrics I mean symptoms, and the language of that. And so that's what I've done with this paper here, just so that and to show some of the homeopathic remedies that are really really good for these particular symptoms. Now. Some of the main symptoms of people with IBS are frequent, too frequent of stools. 
you know, every time they have a little bit of a nervous tick, then they'll have to run to the stool. Okay. So, and it's not like, um, ulcerative colitis where there's organic damage going on, but it's just, it's still that nervous system has to go run to the, run to the toilet. So too frequent of stools, there are 326 remedies listed. So you can kind of understand why it's important to work with a good homeopath if you have this situation. Um, copious stools, so they, they're, they're large amounts. Um, 323 remedies. Um, constipation of the rectum, 829 remedies. So like I said, in homeopathy, we, we treat the symptoms but we, ha- we get to know the person so that we know the best remedy for them. Once you know their personality, then we can eliminate 828 of those remedies and then give just the right one. Okay, so I started listing here those exact rubrics like stool, um, frequent watery stools. And we have a list of remedies here like aconite, bismuth, cena, drosera, ferrumphos, Serenum. These are just examples of some of the remedies that would be really, really good for frequent watery stools. And then we have anxiety of the mind during stool or diarrhea. And aloe vera is, aloe sacratina is one of the, the most profound remedies we have in this particular category. Antimonium crude, camphor, cygnuses, lachesis or lachesis, mezzarinum, thuya, cal. Mercurius. All of these are remedies, but like I said, how do we how do we choose that particular remedy? Again, stools that are too soft and frequent, stools that are frequent, alternating with constipation, frothy and foamy stool. And in this category, there's about 120 remedies. Gushing, foamy, frothy stool. We have stools that are chronic and exhausting, foamy, watery, white, frothy. We have mucus, slimy, lumpy. I hope there's any, not any poor kids listening to this today. <laughs> like I said, this is a subject I've been actually trying to put off for a long time. But again, aloe comes up a lot. Magcarb comes up. Nux vomica, sulfur, graphites. There's a lot of remedies that come up over and over again. Argentum nitricum. Stools like chopped spinach. Aconitum. Argentum again. Chamomile. Mercurius. Stools, variable in color, changeable, variable in consistency, changeable, abdomen, rumbling noise, flatulence, abdomen, rumbling noise with urging during stool, rumbling noise before the stool. So again, there's probably 75 remedies listed here. Aloe, again, is one of the main remedies, magcarb, potophyllum, sulfur, gripping pain, And then we, you know, these are, like I said, these are just some of the symptoms. And when we look at the symptoms, like I said, this is all typed out. So it'll be as a printable in the member's corner so that they can look at all the different remedies that we're talking about. It's, you know, for persons who has, like something can be acute too. The thing with IBS is it usually kind of comes and goes during times of stress. And so if they can find a remedy that works really, really well for them, great. You know, it's just something that, you know, we can help ourselves with. But like I said, if it becomes a chronic problem, you need to see a homeopath because anything that becomes is chronic, it's not going to go away and you want to get it nipped in the bud. You know, you just want to get it taken care of because when you take care of one little thing or one thing that has, it's not that big a deal, the whole body is going to balance more effectively. So we have abdomen distension with anxiety, um, abdomen distension with diarrhea. And again, I have listed a bunch of remedies here that are known to be quite good remedies for IBS. 
And I'm just going to run through them here. I'm not, I have, there's an explanation behind each one. Like the allosacrotina is most thought of remedy for cases where the prominent symptom or rubric is diarrhea. Patient will complain of yellow, watery stool with much rumbling and gurgling in the rectum. There is an urgency, especially in the morning, or even involuntary stool when passing gas or flatus. Uh, actually, I should. There's quite a few remedies here, and I, like I said, I'm not going to give the full explanation of each one. I'll. Well, I guess I could. I can read through as quick as I can. Alumina. Alumina is always alternating states. Okay. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation may last for days. Paralysis of the involuntary muscles and rectum. Confused about their identity. Everything feels dry or is dry. I say confused about their identity. It can be a little kid. And when I say confused about identity, these types of people are very sweet, okay? They're very, very sweet, and they just don't seem to know what everybody wants from them, and they want to please, but they also want to be who they are. And it, you'll know that temperament when, when you see it. And like I said, I see it a lot in children and, again, in older people. Antimonium crudum. For IBS, where, again, there are alternating states, the tongue is often coated white. The diarrhea is watery, profuse, and often undigested foods. When in the constipated state, they feel as though there is an obstruction, possibly with flatus, nausea, and vomiting. At times, belching may be present. Argentum nitricum, very often, this is a huge diarrhea remedy as soon as someone drinks. Uh, tends to have shredded strips or lumps with much flatulence. Mind more frantic than Nux vomica, because Nux vomica is a, a really popular remedy for IBS as well. Always in a hurry. Anxious, irritable, and nervous. These are very, very nervous little people. This is the kid who, as soon as he gets excited about something, is going to run to the toilet and get diarrhea. A lot of adults get that way too. Hey, wait a minute, i got to run to the bathroom. You know, and just as soon as they get excited, they get diarrhea. And so you can always think of our gentum nitricum for that remedy. Asafida is gastrointestinal, from the esophagus to the intestines. For IBS, when gas rises upward, sensation of a bubble or lump in the stomach rising upward. Reverse peristalsis, abdomen filled with gas and distended, but no flatus is passed. Nervous, hysterical, foul flatulence. Bryonia. I love this remedy because it's just literally my, whenever anyone has anything, I don't care from head to toe, as long if it's worse for motion, I'm going to try bryonia. It's amazing. It's, it's very, there's a lot of gastro issues, rheumatic issues. It's just, it's a, it's a good remedy. I, I just, I love bryonia for just about everything. Flu, <laughs> swollen joints, rheumatism, injuries. Okay. Carboveg, IBS with indigestion from milk and fatty foods, faint and cold, have indigestion with bloating that makes them belch decomposition of food in the stomach, putrid diseases and ulcerations, symptoms of imperfect oxidation and disintegration of the blood, pain in the liver, jaundice from overeating or eating too rich. Okay, China, officinalis, IBS following the loss of fluids, diarrhea and dehydration, prolonged diarrhea, exhaustion following ir with irritable bowel, chronic diarrhea in children who become drowsy, pupils dilated, body cold, especially the chin and the nose. Food poisoning from bad food or water. Because like I say, food poisoning can leave people in a state. It's actually it can be there never well since. I've actually known a lot of people who said, ever since I had that food poisoning, I've never been the same. Well, if that be the case, let's look at China. Okay, because it's really, it's really a powerful remedy. Then colosynthesis, I love this remedy. IBS, where pains are better for bending forward. Jelly-like stools 
frothy, watery, shreddy yellow, renewed each time by the least food or drink. This colosynthesis is a fantastic remedy for colic. Like when horses get colic as well, when there's like an impaction, um, it's it's a great remedy. Um, like I said, I, I just, I really love it. Whenever someone has a foul stomach, is if they're bending forward, I think of this remedy. And it doesn't matter what the issue is. You don't have to know the disease, but you just look at those symptoms. Croton tiglium, um, urge to stool after any amount of food or drink, swishing sensation in the abdomen. Copious watery stools with much urging, sudden gushing evacuations with yellow water. And it's really a great remedy for summer diarrhea. When I, in, for summer diarrhea, well, the extra heat, um, I always think of dulcamara for the the fall, like the late summer nights when there's diarrhea or flu-like symptoms with when they're hot days and cool nights. Always think of dulcamara. Elaterium, dull pain in the epigastrum, cutting, gripping pains in the bowels, rumbling of flatus in the course of the cecum and colon. Stools watery, copious, forceful, squirting diarrhea. This is like squirting cucumber. It's often an acute onset of IBS. Califos is the cell salt for nervous exhaustion. So there is the element of stress when you need this remedy is needed for IBS. Doctors may call it depression. I don't like that word. I've told you guys that before because when people are depressed, they can actually have... I, okay, this is the way I look at depression. I look at depression as people are sad, all right? There's a, a, a profound sadness about the person. Most of the time... They can't even tell you why. So the doctors call that depression. But again, I don't like the term depression. So I say profound sadness or I say their system is lacking something and they are non-reactive. Okay. And so again, that's something that can be called depression. But a lot of times depression or this profound sadness or this lack of reaction is literally a mineral deficiency. I'm not kidding you. It's it. We are so mineral deficient in this country that it's it's scary. It's scary to say the least. We're exposed to all sorts of toxins that our bodies just can't get rid of because we don't have proper nutrition. And if we can get our nutrients, oh my goodness, it's amazing what our bodies can do. They can regenerate. They can heal. They can bring it themselves back. So I don't like that word depression, but do think of it as profound sadness or lack of reaction. And then you can, like I said, we're looking at the symptoms here. So if you have someone that has this, this nervous exhaustion or this profound sadness or this lack of reaction, then you can consider Califos because it affects the nervous system of the body. So this patient has a notable weariness when, um, when IBS is an issue. Stools are foul and putrid diarrhea. Stools may be bloody. Um, hot, golden, yellow, painless, prolapsed rectum. There's inopodophyllum is another remedy for prolapsed rectum as well from, you know, too often too many stools and then the, the musculature system becomes weakened and you can get prolapse. It's serious business. Okay, lycopodium. This is, you think of this one with the four to eight, you know, the evening flatulence or sharp pains and cramps in the rectum. Worse evening and night, alternating diarrhea and constipation. Constipation when away from home, diarrhea after suppressing skin eruptions. I always, 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 always think of lycopodium first for any sort of chronic digestive issues. Nux vomica if it's too much, but lycopodium if it's chronic. That's just kind of the way I think because lycopodium is an amazing remedy when there are chronic long-term issues. They just have a weak digestive system. Mag carve when there is mental exhaustion with insecurity. 
I love this remedy for any type of insecurity, frequent ineffectual urging with small stools or flatus, gripping, colicky pain, sour stools, froth, greenish-like water, frog pond-like scum, bloody mucus stools, burning at the anus after stool, and worse for milk. Here we are with the next vomica. This is a cranky person with ineffectual urge to stool. The urge is constant with pressure and fullness, weight in the abdomen, especially after eating. Worse for coffee, alcohol, and spicy foods. Like I said, Nux Vomica is the too much remedy. And it's it's very much a type of person as well. They tend to be, like I said, a little bit cranky because it, it's all about business. And they they have a hard time having balance in their lives, this Nux Vomica person. Like I said, they, they tend to work too hard, play too hard, eat too much, drink too much. They're just too much of everything over the top too much and so if you have if you know someone with this type of personality and they have these symptoms that's an awesome remedy for them okay now potophyllum or potophyllum diarrhea worse from fruits and acidic acidic foods much gurgling in the bowels and foul flatus there may be mucus in the green in the greenish gushing stool again this one this is a f- another remedy that can you can have prolapse as well. Pulsatella. Okay, then again, another type. Our pulsatella person is, um, you know, the whiny and clingy type, real quiet, non-obtrusive, but they can have difficult digestion from any fats, ice cream, fatty foods, fullness of the abdomen, especially after eating. IBS may have greenish yellow stools if pulsatella is needed. And raffanus, where there is trapped flatus, moving neither up nor down, much gripping about the navel, uh, in IBS, the stools are liquid, frothy, profuse, brown with colic and swelling of the intestines, vomiting of fecal matter. So, you know, you I've actually heard of that. I've never seen it myself, but it's it's a real thing. Um, like I said, everything becomes trapped. And um, when that is the deal, that's the remedy you need. So, but like I said, these are great things to use. These are remedies you can look at for acute IBS, but... If you if if you can't get it under control or if you have chronic IBS, I cannot encourage you enough to please seek a good homeopathic doctor. I know there's websites where you can you know I know we name give names on our website where you can find help. I mean I can't take everyone's case of course, but there are so many great doctors in this country, and I can tell you that over the last ten years, I, I can't believe how even all the doctors in this country are, their skills are improving. I I can't believe it. I I just, um, I can remember, you know, just hearing about um, 10 years ago doctors, because you have the human factor. When When you're doing homeopathy, it's the human factor. And we can't sometimes see the forest through the trees type of thing. I just had a couple of cases recently I had to send off to a doctor I work with it for help because it's just like I I was too close to the case, couldn't see. Um, I couldn't see the answer. Anyway, Point is, all these doctors are just improving in their skills. It's amazing because they're we have online classes and they're helping each other. And so I am thoroughly, thoroughly excited. And I don't care what the FDA does. <laughs> I mean, I do care. I care deeply because I'm helping. I'm trying to help Americans for homeopathy choice. You know, fight to keep our rights. But I'm just saying, the more talent that we get in the world of homeopathy, and the more people become knowledgeable about it and understand the wonderful, wonderful natural benefits that homeopathy can bring to our lives. You know, we're a force to be reckoned with. We really, really are. And, you know, we are not going to give up our right to homeopathy without a fight. (laughs) Let's put it that way. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and being a part of our 
our members group and, and coming to our homeopathy for mommy's website and for just for trying, just for trying to do what's right for you and your family. It's, it's exciting and it's encouraging. All right, with that, I'm going to let you go. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.